Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. I'm Eraldo Meglara, and welcome to another podcast episode of A Fit Life on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Despite the looming pandemic currently in our country and around the world, the real estate market continues its upward trend and shows no signs of slowing down anytime soon. Jacob Kodakov is a realtor associate for Premier Group of New Jersey, and he is here with us today to talk about the current state of real estate here in Monmouth County, New Jersey, and what to expect in the upcoming year. Therefore, without further ado, please help me welcome to a fit life, my friend, tennis partner, and a heck of a realtor, Mr. Jacob Kodakov. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Hey, Rondo, thanks so much for having me on. Matt, it's a pleasure to having you on. So tell us about the current state of real estate. So like you said, it's a very hot market right now. It's super crazy. So many people looking to buy houses. People are escaping uh, New York City and coming to the suburbs, especially Central Jersey, where you can get a little bit more land, a little bit more privacy. You can get a bigger house, a little bit more bang for your buck. So people from the city are selling their homes and moving to New Jersey. And um, the demand is, is very high. And um, like always, everybody says it's supply and demand. It's very low supply, very high demand. Um, so right now it's considered a hot market or as other people uh, say, also a seller's market. So it's been very, very busy. And believe it or not, even in the off season where right now it's the winter and around the holidays, it's still super busy and, and lots of people are still buying homes. Can you explain why that is happening? Well, uh, COVID has a big part of it, believe it or not. That when the pandemic hit, you know, um, people were quarantining inside of their homes, um, working remotely from home. Um, so they had the luxury of being able to, to work from home and not having to go into the office. So a lot of people were thinking, why am I going to pay so much money to live in the city when I could pay the same amount and have a huge 3,000 square feet home in say Marlboro or Morganville, New Jersey, and at the same time work from home and still have the luxury to get to the city if I need to with public transportation. Mm. So that's why I see a lot of people are coming from New York to New Jersey. And also a lot of other people are, are continuing to buy. People are upsizing, some people are downsizing. I've noticed a lot, believe it or not, people upsizing because they're staying quarantining with their family members at home and notice, wow, you know, I actually need some more space because they're spending so much more time at the house they realize things that they're looking for now in the, in the new house. Um, and also a lot of millennials, you know, people my age are, are buying houses. The market is filled with a lot of young people looking to step into home ownership and reap all the benefits that home ownership has to offer. So it's a combination of all those things all at once, you know, that's, that's leading to this kind of very healthy and, and busy market. Was real estate always something you wanted to do? Did you have any other ideas growing up? Tell me a little bit about your resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, things kind of um, came together for me. I was never planning to really 
be in real estate. Uh, when I was in college, I was studying psychology. I was thinking more becoming a physical therapist or occupational therapist, but kind of like people who I met and connections that I made over the years post-grad that I was able to kind of find my passion in real estate and not after, not until after I bought my first house that I really get into real estate. Um, so that's, that's really after I bought my first house that I found this passion and kind of just went with it. So for your folks out there, uh, I've known Jacob now for three years. He's a hell of a guy, to be honest with you, hardest working guy, but also what, what the relationship they have with Jacob is the fact that he is a hell of a tennis player. So that's, <laughs> that's some of the things that we have uh, definitely in common. So your passions in life obviously are playing tennis and becoming a realtor. How do those two careers, how, how do you find similarities between the two? So believe it or not, there's actually a lot of similarities between the two. I knew when I was in college and I was thinking of what I want to be, uh, what I want to do for my career, um, I knew it was kind of like under two criteria. I definitely wanted to have, number one, a very active lifestyle. Um, and number two, I always wanted to help people and kind of be in a career where I'm around people and I'm able to have an impact on people and just overall help people. So out of college, you know, I got a great opportunity to share my passion with others and younger kids and the future generation to teach them tennis, which is a great sport. Um, so I started doing that full time. Number one, very, very active lifestyle. And number two, um, you know, it was also helping people. I was able to reach so many people, help them not only with fitness aspect of it, with getting out there and being active, playing tennis, but also be like a insp inspirational figure to some of these kids who looked up to me and really um, valued the things I had to teach them. Um, so that was, that was a big kind of step in my career. And then it eventually led into real estate, which the two actually correlate with one another because number one, it's super active. You know, one day is not the same as the next day. I meet new people, uh, new experience. There's not two of the same days in this job. Everything, every deal, every day is different. So it's super active. I'm always on the road. My, my office is at home. I have an office at Remax at the premier group. And then I have also my office is my car office. So I'm always on the road, you know, and I always meet new people and fulfill my passion of helping people. I get to help people with one of the most important decisions in their life. So from tennis, it was kind of correlated with real estate just because it's a people business and also it's very active. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of the main two correlations. There's obviously more correlations, but that's kind of like the main two really were, were similar to one mm -hmm. another. So what is the toughest part of being an agent and why is it so important to use a good real estate agent? So I would say um, the toughest part of this business is um, probably lead generation, uh, the lead generation process. Um, and, you know, when first starting out, you know, if you don't have any leads, it's very difficult to survive in this, in this industry. Uh, so I would say uh, the toughest part is generating leads and I always say real estate is not so much selling homes. It's about uh, the people business and the lead generation business. That's the toughest part, I believe, is to, is to really get going, get momentum, get the leads who trust you with one of the biggest decisions of their life, and kind of rely on you to guide them through the process. Um, so I was really from, the, from day one, I generate leads through a multiple variety of streams. Uh, number one, I was able to integrate my tennis business into real estate. So a lot of clients who trusted me with tennis also began to trust me with real estate. Um, and then also through social media, I was able to expose who I am uh, as, a, as a realtor to all my followers on Instagram, on Facebook, 
even on LinkedIn. So these social media platforms really, really uh, helped me with lead generation. And lastly, um, with, with the COVID pandemic, I finally came over my fear of uh, cold calling. So that was another stream was I was able to generate business was through cold calling. Um, that's also very difficult, but once you overcome the adversity and the rejection that you may face through cold calling, it's actually um, a very good skill to have. And it's another way to generate business um, in, in real estate. Excellent. Uh, how can you relate purchasing a home to a good and healthy quality of life? So as you know, this is a Fit Life podcast. So yep. we talk about good quality of life. So how, can, how do two relate with one another? So I think owning a home um, primarily leads to, to happiness. Um, you know, owning a home it gives you a happier lifestyle. Mentally, it affects you um, because you're able to see life in more of a happy way. So it brings you having like your own home brings you so much happiness. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. So this happiness that you get from home ownership, it's, it's so difficult to explain because it's more of a feeling. Yeah. And uh, when you wake up in the morning, you're much more happier. You have more of a, a positive outlook on life. Um, and this happiness um, from a mental standpoint also leads to a more healthier general physical lifestyle as well. So if you have these kind of happy mindset, positive mindset, it also leads to, to being healthier overall on the physical standpoint. So that's what I've noticed a lot with people who own their home now have a happier lifestyle and also leads to a healthier lifestyle as well. And the other thing too um, is a feeling of fulfillment when you buy your own home. So when you come home from a long day of work, you sit down in your living room, um, everything you work super hard for now you finally have, and you could just admire all the things in your home and how much gratitude you have for this home and it's really a feeling that's indescribable you know there's no feeling that that really compares to this type of feeling of having your own home everything you work super hard for is now paying off and it's 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 an amazing feeling especially when I bought my first home I was able to kind of experience that feeling and really uh truly remarkable and um I think having this type of happiness and a feeling of fulfillment leads to uh, a healthier lifestyle too Correlating it to the real estate market, what are some tips that you have for our audience uh, that for them to how to stay positive amongst all the craziness around the world? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm as you know, I'm, I'm a very positive person um, and I always like to look at the glass half full. I'm super optimistic. Um, so with every tough challenge that we may face in life, there's always a positive outlook to it. And I think COVID did bring a lot of positive things to the world in general and to, to many people um, that if you look at it, it's all about perspective. And if you look at it in a certain way, you could find the positives. Um, number one, COVID helped with building relationships, uh, you know, growing your relationships, because now you take some time to yourself. Uh, you have some more time because with the quarantine, you get some more time from work. So you're sit, you're staying home and you could kind of um, entertain those relationships with your family, reach out to past friends, reach out to past clients. So you have more time on your hands um, so you could build more relationships. So that's why I think that uh, my tip is to kind of really prioritize family and friends and, and building those relationships while we have this time to really reflect on life. Another thing too is uh, it really helped, believe it or not, with, with the overall kind of environment too, because if you think about it, air travel, has went down, car travel has went down. So uh, overall carbon emissions have went down. So it's actually a healthier uh, global environment. So my tip would be to continue to, uh, if possible, 
not use your car to go to work. If you can, you know, use your bike. I know a lot of people were buying bikes. All the bikes were sold out when COVID <laughs> first started. Yeah. But that's good to see because now, you know, the, the world is not so polluted. Um, and lastly, too, is just gratitude, you know, being very thankful for, for each day that we get. Um, with COVID, everybody kind of, it was almost like an eye opener and you kind of, things that you were taking for granted, now you could really be grateful for, you know, especially with me. I didn't mention yet, but I was, I had COVID myself and I recovered from COVID. So now um, I'm able to kind of talk about my experience with COVID. For me, luckily, I didn't have the worst symptoms. It wasn't too bad for me, but I was able to overcome it. And every morning I wake up and I feel super grateful, say thank you. And I'm inspired to take on the day's challenges. And uh, I can do the thing I love the most with, with real estate, with coaching tennis and meeting new people. And uh, I feel super grateful. How personally has the real estate affected your financial wealth as a millennial? Yeah. So, um, you know, relating going back to COVID too. Um, and this really busy real estate market, uh, that's another bright side of, or a positive outlook from COVID is it led to me doing really well in, in my career with real estate, helping a lot of people buy and sell homes. And overall, as a millennial, I was able to purchase my first home at the age of 24. So it was three years ago now. I'm 27 now. So I've been a homeowner for three years. It's, it's younger than most people to buy their own first home at 24. But I was able to kind of experience this head on and um, share my experience with people who I meet. So buying a home at, at, at a young age was the best decision I ever made uh, because I bought this home at 24. I bought it for 275,000, um, you know, and I was paying monthly less than I would be paying for rent because in the beginning I was thinking maybe I should rent, you know, save up some more money and have some more security and then buy a home. But then, you know, I, I just dove into, I said, you know, let me buy my own home, start building the equity um, it's almost more of a, an investment as well as uh, home ownership. And you, so you get to reap the benefits of owning your own home. And it's also an investment. The reason I say that is because from these three years, like I said, I bought the house for 275. I just recently got it appraised and now it's at 345. Wow. So that's a big jump, almost 75,000 in just three years. So mm. technically it gives me so much flexibility and so much leverage. If I wanted to cash out, I could do a refinance and take the money out, buy another rental property, or I could take the money out, buy another home and upsize. Um, another thing I could do, so I say there's so much flexibility is I could buy another house and also rent my house out. So have it as a rental property. So that's a great kind of segue into not only home ownership, but this home ownership leads into potentially becoming an investor. So this property could become an investment and to just put it to you kind of in simple terms, my mortgage is around 1600 and if I was to rent it out, I could rent it out for 2400 So that's $800 rental income coming in. So that's positive cash flow. Not only is my mortgage getting paid off, so in 25 years, 27 years, it's going to be paid off, but also I'm making $800 each month as a cash flow. Um, so that's definitely my plan going forward. And uh, I've noticed like a lot of Millennials are doing the same. There's a lot of millennials in this market. I actually have this article that I pulled up um, and there was a new study by Chase Home Lending found that 52% of millennials and first-time homebuyers feel financially ready to buy a home. And 70% say they are willing to cut back on extracurricular activities like shopping, movie going, spa visits, you know, cut back on those activities to make home ownership possible. Um, and like I said, this survey was serving 1,000 first-time homebuyers ages. And when I say millennials, it's like ages 22 to 38. Um, and there's another study too, through the National Association of Realtors is 
pretty much stating that same thing that it was going off of the Chase Home Lending article was saying the same thing that uh, the majority of the market is made up of millennials. Hmm. So that's interesting to keep in mind. So that's definitely, I'm not the only one, you know, and being a realtor now, I could see it from different perspectives yeah. and I see so many benefits of home ownership. Excellent point. So here's my uh, question out of left field that I ask everybody. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Yeah, so um, I have a big uh, plan for myself five years from now. Number one, I want to grow my real estate career even more. I was able to close a lot of deals this year. I was able to close 40 deals, over 10 million in volume, and I plan next year to, to obviously grow from that. Uh, my goal for next year is to close 15 million in volume and reach that, that boundary of 50 deals per year. That's a huge kind of stepping stone for me. Um, so really growing my real estate career. This also, this, this podcast, and thanks so much for having me on because this will be kind of <laughs> a stepping stone as my goal is to also have my own podcast, grow my social media following too, to just share what I have, knowledge in real estate with, with all my followers and people out there. Um, and lastly too is um, grow my investment portfolio. So believe it or not, I didn't even tell you yet, Raldo, um, I'm under contract for my, for my investment property that I'm buying. Um, actually in Leonardo, not too far from where I live. So I'm planning to, to buy this property. It's actually a HUD home. So it's, it's similar to a foreclosure, but it's a government owned home and I'm able to buy it at a discount, do some renovations, get some equity in the home and then rent it out as a rental property just to grow my investment portfolio. So I have my own home. I have my investment property. Eventually I want to get another property, maybe a two family or a three family, just have some more rental income coming in. And that's really my goal for the next five years is to have about five to seven rental properties to go to grow my investment portfolio. Excellent, Jacob. So give me some of your social media handles where people can reach out to you for more information or, or for they're looking for a home in the Monmouth County area, please. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. It's very simple. Jacob uh, realtor. Um, you could also find me on Facebook, uh, Jacob Kodakoff. If you type in my full name, I pop up on Facebook. LinkedIn. You could email me direct at jacob at premiergroupnj.com. And you could visit my website, jacob.premiergroupnj.com. You could find my website. You could browse some homes that are active on the market. I have exclusive listings also coming soon listings that I share through Instagram and through my website as well. So you could definitely find me there and hopefully soon on my podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, listen, Jacob, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to more conversations and hopefully I'll get to see you in the tennis court soon as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much. All, All right. right. Thanks for being on the show, Jacob. I appreciate it. Have Absolutely. a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that is it for this episode of A Fit Life. I want to thank my friend, Jacob Kodakov, for a very interesting conversation. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Any comments or questions you would like to submit, you can do so at Eraldo Meglara on Instagram and Twitter. In closing, if you are interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For a fit life, I'm Eraldo Meglara here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.